Edgar Allan Poe, the master of the macabre, best known for his short stories and poems imbued with mysticism and mystery, from the telltale heart to murders in the Rue Morgue, but it's The Raven which serves as his most interesting and important work, fusing all of his genius and inner darkness into a poetic narrative that's as enchanting as it is maddening. It begins as many stories do, on a dark, mysterious night. The poem's opening line set the stage, once upon a midnight dreary. It's immediately interesting to note what Poe achieves here, juxtaposing the classical stock phrase, once upon a time, that's prevalent in fairy tales, with the dark, dreary, ominous setting the narrator finds himself in, reading forgotten lore in an attempt to find some surcease of sorrow. Because of this stark contrast, we're able to quickly come to the understanding that what we're in store for is not in fact a fairy tale, but a dark fairy tale, perhaps. Poe continues, setting the scene of this evening. The narrator, grieving over the loss of his love Lenore, attempts to retreat into stories, into lost lore, to forget her and finally become free of his sorrows. The quaintness of the evening is broken when he's compelled into action by the sound of rapping and tapping at his chamber door and the rustling of curtains that thrill him to his very core. It's almost as if he's been supplanted into one of the stories that he's been reading. He's even giddy about it at first. And it's in those following moments, his soul growing stronger, him hesitating then no longer that he opens wide the door to find darkness there and nothing more. What's revealed to the narrator is that not even an imaginary story can surcease the sorrow of a love now long gone, and when retreating from a darkness that is world-defining, searching for some semblance of an answer to the pain evoked by our harrowing memories, we often get nothing. No answer capable of soothing us, a realization scarier than the worst horrors of fiction we could imagine, a loneliness that, within the confines of a soul so empty and barren, can't help but echo. These themes of loneliness and loss persist throughout the poem, but it's their use within the context of Poe's stylistic choices and literary devices that truly add to the allure of what makes this narrative so evocative. The Raven is a ballad, constructed of 18 six-line stanzas. Its metrical form is distinctive, with its use of trochaic octameter, a meter this poem practically invented. Because of the length of the line, trochaic octameter is great for heavy use of internal rhyme and alliteration, techniques Poe uses heavily throughout the piece. That coupled with the consistent ABCBBB rhyme scheme, and it's easy to see just how meticulous Poe approached crafting his poetry. His words, and by extension the themes they represent, can't help but make their lasting impact on our minds and our understanding. But it's his use of Cesara the poetic insertion of pauses through meter or punctuation in the middle of the line that's almost entirely what gives the poem its whimsical, driving nature. Caesaras serve to break up the monotony, forcing readers to focus on the meaning of the phrase preceding it. Its use in this poem is dramatic and ominous in a way that mirrors the dramatic encounter the narrator faces with the divine and supernatural. But what Caesara also does is it seeks to mirror the phrasing of natural speech, it literally breaks us from the often surgical tightness found in metrical form, and it's an effect that makes the language feel more realistic and personal, an effect Poe found extremely important to achieve. Enter the Raven, a grim and ghastly raven wandering from the nightly shore that immediately situates itself on the bust of Pallas, the Roman epithet for Athena, the goddess of wisdom. This juxtaposition of the ancient Plutonian-described bird and its position on this bust of Pallas highlights the dark wisdom within the bird itself. 
and its arrival signifies the narrator becoming increasingly privy to this wisdom. But at first, he speaks to the bird in jest, humored by its stern decorum and countenance, and proceeds to ask for its lordly name, to which the bird replies, Nevermore, and that's all he'll ever say. A simple word that quickly turns from humorous, nonsensical coincidence to haunting and eternally soul-revealing. A word that literally burns itself deep into the contours of the narrator's heart and mind. When met with a terrifying truth, something that pecks and claws at our inner psyche, we often might reject it. It may even come across as laughable. We can be blind to the commentary makes so readily on our direct reality. But when you're a soul as laden with inescapable sorrow as the narrator is, you almost have no choice but to consider it, apply it to your own life and circumstances. And it's that single decision, that single act of allowing that truth to invade the central corners of our mind that doesn't mask our grief, but amplifies it. The raven doesn't come to the narrator as a friend, but neither does he as an enemy. Rather than curse the narrator, he merely serves as a reflection of pain within that the narrator already knows all too well. And just as those feelings of loss have grown to become inescapable for the narrator, unable to leave him, so too will this bird, serving as a permanent grim and ghastly reminder that these feelings don't so easily fade. Poe wrote The Raven at a dark time in his life, suffering at the hands of publishers, struggling to make money from his work. And while the poem would launch him into a higher literary status, it did little to quell the demons that had already burrowed deep within Poe from early on. Abandonment by his father and the early death of his mother, alcoholism and racking up gambling debts, his wife, who was also his cousin, who was also 13 when they married, I'm not even going to try to justify any of that, would go on to die two years after the poem's publishing from tuberculosis. Poe himself would go on to die a few short years later. All of this is to say that it was obvious Poe was dealing with the type of all-consuming tragedy and torment that's hard to put into words, but for a man of his genius and brilliance, easy to put into prose and story and poem. Maybe that's why so many of his own sorrows we can see mirrored within the narrator. He even locks himself in with his POV. Two people familiar with loss, isolation, love and memory, both consumed by stories, hoping that through them they can find some respite from the realities of this horrific world and tragic existence, both at the haunting mercy of a dark wisdom that doesn't leave our presence so easily. It's in this way the macabre reality blends in with the fiction, blurring the lines between his tragic life and the tragedy of his works. There's a lot of mystery surrounding the extent of Poe's struggles with addiction and trauma, much of which has been exacerbated by critics like Rufus Griswold, whose diatribes about Poe after his death aided in crafting this grisly portrayal of Poe as a debaucherous, coke-ridden gambler driven to all manner of perversions. Many of these facts have since been rebuked. I think that's why so many look to his works to make some sense of the man who made them. It's impossible to know all the lurid details, but what we do know for certain is that there was an eeriness that pervaded Poe, one he sought to capture in his works, an eeriness that spoke not only to his personal brand of darkness, but the darkness in all of us, one that's inescapable. In The Raven, we're trapped in this poem, with no way out, the same as the narrator, the same as Poe, with no promise of bomb and Gilead or happily ever after. 
no rest from the painful twinge of memory and love loss that eventually becomes character-defining. We are souls, trapped beneath the shadow of horrors, to be lifted nevermore. Mind Theater is a solo effort produced and written by me, Ao Ekingbade. For updates on the show, as well as my other content, follow Mind Theater Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you want to show monetary support, the Ko-fi link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time.